Hey, Jack, what time is the game this weekend? Ooh, I don't know. I don't have a watch. You don't, you say? I don't. I know where you can get one. That is at LaTerrain.com. They have some of the best watches out there. Really? Yeah, and if you put O-T-O-P in the discount code, you can get 10% off. 10%? Yeah. For a watch? Exactly. That's a lot of dough. L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. That's LaTerrain.com. This is Justin Vincent. You're listening to One Team, One Podcast. This is a Bandit Radio production. On this episode of One Team, One Podcast, we talk about the hiring of defensive coordinator Durante Jones. We also discuss Eli Rick's rumors and LSU basketball updates from Jack. Last year, when we beat y'all fifty to seven. Relax, big boy. Team one podcast. One team one podcast. Yeah, they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why is he so fat? All right, guys, welcome back. Episode 55. It's all you. Uh, ben Wilkerson. It's all I got. That's, um, that's more than I got. Chuck Wiley. Nice. Before you were born. Yep. Um, 55, 55. <sighs> Anybody has any more 55s, let me know if you have any more 55s. I'm, I'm ready. Huh? I'm blank. You're blank? I got, I got nothing. Um, we appreciate everybody uh, for joining us so early. We got some uh, look we're looking at already. Um, let's see. What Wesley's already saying quit whispering. I guess he heard us whispering all oh, yeah. uh, before we <laughs> Yeah, it was because this guy missed two dunks. The dude missed two dunks for under all right. one possession. For everybody that knows us, we are I am lubricated already. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're gonna do a live stream, we're gonna do it right. Yeah. Um I don't this is the only way that I do live streams is I have to be drinking um, a good bit. So uh, er- appreciate everybody joining us already. Uh, we want to give a big shout out to our partners, um, courtesy Buick GMC, courtesy Automotive Group in Lafayette. Um, Brandon Lejean, he's a great partner of ours in Lafayette. Check him out. I'm going to send all of his information out on, on our Facebook page. You guys check it out. He actually posts, uh, he actually had a really nice used car that came in and it was basically brand new 2021 Denali Yukon um, that came in. That's kind of like a unicorn because <laughs> they're, they're having a pre-order 2021 Yukon Denali's right now. So he actually got one in that was like, I think it had a couple thousand miles on it and it was almost like a demo. Um, but he, he only posts those deals on Facebook and they're gone like the same day. Right. So it, it really behooves everybody. You like that word? Behooves everybody. Yeah. To my follow him on Facebook. English teacher used that word all the time. Behoove. Mm-hmm. Did you say it like that? Mm-hmm. Um, 
follow him on Facebook. He's going to share all those like really good deals on Facebook only because he knows he's going to sell them really quick. So check him out. Check out Courtesy Buick GMC, largest GMC dealer in the state. Uh, we really appreciate them. They've been uh, big supporters of, of us since we started. So uh, shout out to to courtesy also bear process safety man the big orange bear uh bear process safety has been there with us for for a long time as well in baton rouge safety process company uh check them out as well um coolest logo in baton rouge big orange bear um love love adam berry uh we're gonna be playing i'm not playing golf with him uh this week but i am going to play golf for the first time since my back injection who are you playing with um about five guys since I think. it's not me obviously yeah it's a guy it's a guy day on friday friday so we're do, we're playing golf and we're doing a poker night Ooh, that nice. same night i don't know Man, it's gonna be i don't know if i'm gonna that's a good idea I'm remember gonna, any of it my um, also new sponsor uh ether insurance adam and Murado at ether insurance they they're doing quotes currently with uh home life uh commercial uh, and auto. So go check them out. Check out their website. They can do free quotes for you right now. Uh, really good guys. Uh, also have experience in the real estate market and the mortgage industry. So uh, really good guys to, yeah, is that where they are? There they are. Yeah. So really good guys to check out, really good guys to know because they know a lot of people in this industry. So uh, check them out, Ether Insurance. Um, all right. So lots happened. Yep. Since we last did the pod, right? Yeah, quite a bit. And uh, I know the big news has been Durante Jones, and we're going to get sure. Durante Jones. That's the way I'm going to say his name. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to start with, I guess, some rumors that we have, right? right. Yeah. And this is about Eli Ricks. Right. So, and I've been talking to a lot of people today about Eli Ricks, and we know the rumors that were coming out that he was going to be transferring, but then we got a text. It wasn't, wasn't yes. Was it yesterday or the day before? It was like I think it was two, two nights ago. ago. I think it was two yeah. days ago. Yeah, it was late um, at night. We got a text. Yeah, um, and um, so we posted from a very this. reliable source. Yeah, the, the same guy that has when we broke the uh, the Terrace Marshall opt out and the Eric, Eric Gilbert, Gilbert opt out. It's yep. the same guy that posted all that uh, gave us all that information. And so what he told us is that it looked like Ricks was going to transfer. He was mm-hmm. going to enter the portal. Um, but since he, he hasn't by now, it's looking good that he will not enter the portal. Yeah. Um, and that coach O has been talking to, we posted that the other day on Twitter. Um, and that coach O has been talking to him and it's, it's so far it's looking good. Yeah. Um, same guy. And he told me not to post this, but I, uh, but it's, I I think it's okay for me to talk about it on here (laughs) since, you know, we only have eight people watching right now. We won't get. Um, way into the the weeds on it but right. it was but very it, interesting it it sounds like ohio state is uh maybe maybe we're in a bidding war with ohio state so i will say this um ohio state i do know uh this is coming from rick's dad so i mean he's it's his he's the source but ohio state has been in, has been talking to eli ricks throughout the season this that right. that information came to me before the florida game so I know Ohio State has been talking to him now. Whether I've had this question asked me, is it is it the coaches or is it players? I don't know the answer to that. But this plus this, um, he's basically being offered money. Yeah, to go right. Um, so right. 
it's it's just going to depend on you know can Ohio State match the hospitals? You know, what I mean? <laughs> oh, Jesus. You know that's... oh man. <laughs> and if that tells you anything about you know Ohio State is obviously tampering, um, right. but we can't say say that mm-hmm. if Ohio State's trying to offer this kid money, we can't come out and like try to tell them that with their tampering. Because... You know, it reminds me of when uh, Mississippi State and Auburn were in like a just like the most blatant bidding war for Cam Newton. Yep. And then Auburn gets them, and then Mississippi State rats. gets yeah. And like so, I, I feel like if somehow it was only known, does flip. It was only LSU. known. It was only known ever about Cam Newton that Mississippi State offered him two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to right. come to Mississippi State, right. and he turned them down. So that only can tell you how much. <laughs> Auburn offered him. Yeah. Um, that's kind of where we're what we're dealing with here with Eli Ricks. And you know, I've been in I've been the one that's basically saying I think uh I think Eli Ricks is staying. Yeah. And I the reasons so why are because first of all, his parents live here. Um they both have jobs here in Baton Rouge. They both yeah. moved here with him. Um and now that we've gotten a defensive coordinator that is a DB coach in right. the NFL, right. I thought that it was just, you know, it kind of sealed the deal. If we're dealing with money, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. I don't yeah. know what this kid's going to do. Yeah. Um, if this is the play, I, I have no idea. But still, I, I can't see him not – I to me, him uprooting everything and going to Ohio State would be a long shot, a long shot still. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, I just, I, I'm not going to try to ever make a prediction on what a you know 19, 20 year old kid's going to do because right. we've been burned so many times by 18, 19 year old kids. Yes, because they're, I mean, you know, they're like hurricanes; they're impossible to predict. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, so we'll move on from Eli Ricks uh, since that's really the only news that we have. I just don't think he's going to leave. Yeah. Um, the Derek Stingley stuff was a bunch of bullshit. So I think everybody knows that by now. Um, all yeah, right. No, so the Derek Stingley thing was, I, well, it was like I, complete bull. When I saw that rumor that he wasn't enrolled, I was like, I saw him. He was dead. You're like in class with him. <laughs> like, not three hours before I saw that rumor. I was like, yeah. And I love how people three are three like, hours ago. He was on my zoom call, like confirmed. <laughs> The rumor has been the rumor has been debunked, and I was like, "Yeah, we knew this already because Jack's actually in class with a guy, right. you idiot." Um, <laughs> all right, so Durante Jones, yeah, um, that's been the big scuttlebutt. Um, mm-hmm. I think um, I'm going to be maybe in a little bit of a, a minority. I feel like I actually, which is not, I'm usually the negative one, right? But I'm actually very. I'm actually positive. It is, I guess. I know. I, I'm Nothing's actually, happened yet, so it, it, now's the time for you to be optimistic. Well, I am like kind of positive about this hire, um, and I can kind of tell you why. I think, I think this is going to end up being a very good fit, mm-hmm. um, and I think more than anything this year for the defensive side, we needed a fit. And I know that Scott Woodward had made a push for bringing in a minority hire. That was a big deal uh, for him. And I think they tried that originally with Marcus Freeman. Marcus Freeman obviously didn't work. So Coach O went to his next choices, um, which was the Arnett thing. I don't even know who to believe at that point on this one. But the next one was really Ryan Nielsen. Mm -hmm. That was O's pick. 
which obviously they didn't do their due diligence on. Yeah, we don't have to. But we're not going to talk about that anymore because it's a nightmare to even yeah. talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I see you, Blake. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, now we move back to a guy that not only O likes, um, but he's also uh, thought of by uh, Vance Joseph, Mickey Joseph, known by those guys. Yeah. He is a minority hire. He's known by Aranda. And th the thing that makes me feel good is thinking about and I keep talking about this, the formula of 2019, which was Joe Brady, Dave Aranda, mm -hmm. which really was what you were had going on. Um, now you have Pete's and Mangus and you have um, Jones. Yeah. And, you know, another thing about Jones, too, that I, I haven't seen anyone talk about. He's really young. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we've been wanting. We yeah. want a young, uh, you know, pretty energetic guy. And right. I know people are saying that he's like Aranda, but I think – you know, mm -hmm. the way he looks to me is like he's got a little bit more energy than Aranda did. Uh, not to say that, you know, he's better, but I think right. maybe he's got a little bit more, you know, you know, energy. Uh, what I do think, well though, he is not as highly sought after no. as Aranda. No, definitely not. Which gives me a little bit more, um, I guess, to say that he's going to be sticking around a little bit longer. Uh, it was always thought of that, okay, Aranda is going to be here for a few years. And he was here for four. So it wasn't like he was just here for a couple of years. Right. He was here for four years. Right. But eventually he was going to get that job and he was going to move on. Yeah. But I, I actually think, think of it even more for Jones that he could be here for the long haul um, until he gets to that point of Aranda to where he yeah. can move on to the next job. I think yeah. he sees that, that, um, that you know, process of how Aranda mm. got his job and he can kind of do the same thing yeah, that I, career path same thing with pete's with brady yeah. I, I think he sees the same thing I, right I, I i think all of this is actually positives and the more i think of 2019 or sorry 2020 is what i think of is polini and bill bush for just those two guys alone causing major upheaval with the roster. Yeah. Um, not only changing the defensive structure from a three, four to a four, three, but also probably being a little bit more abrasive. It don't help that your old white guys screaming at the guy, at right. these guys during, um, you know, social it's, injustice it, I mean, issues. You know, it's like, especially in 20, whether you believe it or not, it's, it's just harder to make a connection. Um, not that it's impossible to make a connection, you know I mean? I always point at Steve Insminger. Everyone, everyone on the team loves Steve Insminger, so it's not impossible for an old white guy to connect with these players. Yeah, but you know, it's it's definitely you're you're it's a little bit more of a challenge, I would say. Here's a good uh, Blaine Smith says in the in the chat. Wish LSU could bring Schumann in as a linebackers coach in a future DC and waiting. Jones has a two year deal. Um, I, I I'm understanding with you with you as far as the two year deal goes. Yeah. Um, that was a little interesting for me as well. Um, didn't really make sense, especially if you're recruiting guys to come in. Um, I'm not sure where that came from exactly. Uh, if it came from maybe Jones's agent, I'm not maybe quite so. sure. Um, but I don't think Schumann's going to come in as a linebacker. Coach. I think, I think, all right. Could that so maybe be Jones saying like, you know, uh, if I do really well in the first couple of years, I want to be making $2 million like Polini and Aranda were. Yeah. And go ahead and renegotiate right. then. Yeah. Uh, it could be. You can do, get a massive extension. Yeah. Um, 
so for a linebacker coach, we can kind of talk about that. Um, the, the people that we're hearing are, uh, of course, Blake Baker from uh, Miami, the, the defensive coordinator from yeah. Miami, and uh, Travis Williams from Auburn. Yeah. Uh, so Travis Williams. I, so why isn't he coaching at Auburn anymore? So Derek Mason got hired as a defensive coordinator. And Derek Mason's going to be the linebackers coach. Oh, Travis so Williams is basically edged out at that oh. point. So he wants to come over here. He doesn't want to be under his defensive coordinator. Travis and Williams is a really good linebacker. Coach. I agree. I think that would be a great fit, especially that he's been in the SEC. He already knows the systems. He, yeah. Like I think that's a I think that's a perfect fit. He's think a good about, recruiter. Uh, that guy for Auburn this year, KJ Britt. That dude's a beast. Yes. That dude, he he did a great job developing him. Uh, yeah, I would feel really confident if Travis Williams was our linebackers coach. I agree. I think he's the guy uh, that we need to be pointing at, especially with somebody like Durante Jones coming in. Yeah. Um. He, I mean, he's never been in the SEC, first of all. So I, I like the idea of having some guys with SEC experience that are at least going to be your position coaches. Yeah. You already got Corey Raymond, who's solid. Obviously, Travis Williams would be also be solid. Defensive line coaches, the guys we're hearing is um, Christian Lacature, and that's you know at this point I'd be pretty I'd be pretty excited about Lacature just based on everything you hear about him. Well, and Ogeron this past week on OTB said he he wants to handle the fronts. So if you have a guy like Durante Jones coming in, he can handle all the other all the other stuff. And Ed Ogeron himself is going to handle the fronts, which he's comfortable with. That means Christian Lacator is probably going to be his guy on the defensive line. Why hire somebody that's going to cost more money than Christian Lacature at this point? And he's already a good recruiter, and you can kind of just keep him in there. And I don't like Ed Ogeron like with his hands on things as much. Yeah. Um, I know how that is, but if it's defensive line, I can handle it. Yeah, no. Like, you know, if it's more than defensive line, I I got questions about it. Um, I think we have a lot of questions about Ed Ogeron in general, but um pretty much. Uh yeah, it's something about Christian Lockacher too, because I mean the the big thing you hear about him is always uh his recruiting and how he's such a great recruiter. Um and that's great. Like but you know, LSU kind of can there's there's a lot of guys you can go get that'll recruit really well. Yeah. Um, the big thing that I always hear that makes me like, okay, this guy could take the job and I'd be happy with it. They always say he's a big attention to details guy. Yeah. And that like every time I hear that attention to detail, I'm like, get him, go get him. Well, especially we've been screaming that all year. Mm-hmm. It was like 2019 to 2020, one of the things that we saw the whole time was offense and defense was just like, man, it just something's different about this team where they're just not the details aren't there. And whether you want to chalk it up to spring practice, whatever, you know, whatever it, it wasn't there and it wasn't getting there either. So I think that has a lot to do with it. And I, I agree. I I like the Aranda approach, which was very detail oriented. Yeah. Um, I think those guys that was missing on, I think Derry Beckwith, who's come on our podcast a few times has hit the nail on the head on this, which was the difference between Aranda to Pelini was drastic for these kids and a guy that was very like intuitive and like soft-spoken, but like commanded respect was way, was way more respected than a guy like Pelini. And first of all, who, I mean, Come to find out, talking to Jordy Collada about him, you know, playing golf at U Club almost every day, right. and like probably checking out and last not, one in, first one out. 
That's like that's a problem. We just kept hearing that all season. And you're paying this guy two point three. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um. All right. So Blake says, when is SWAT's coming back? We just had a uh, Blake. I think you were a part of that uh, meeting. Uh, since we're on the subject, could be coming back pretty soon, guys. <laughs> um. All right, Craig Duga. I like the. He's he's all about it. LSU is a basketball school. Ain't nobody care about that foosball, boys. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about basketball in a second. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. We'll, we'll talk about basketball. Um, <laughs> Richard, uh, grr, soft and entitled podcasters these days make me sick. You you got to put that in all caps, Richard. Yep, you got to capitalize uh, you know like every third word. All right, he knows that. Auburn is putting themselves on probation. Speaking of probation, um, well, first of all, Ohio State. Um, if they get caught with any of this, but then uh, Tennessee, right? They got some problems, bro. Yeah. Now they just hired Josh Heupel. You know, I see a lot of people are like, "That's a stupid hire." Uh, yeah. For yeah. them, it's not. I think it's a good hire. For them, it's probably pretty good. You got Danny White and you got Josh Heupel. I think you probably yeah. made out pretty good on this. Right. Um. I, of course, Tennessee wants the moon. They always do. Sure, they always but they have. They can't get it anymore. They can, especially if they're about to get hit hard with. I mean, they got. I mean, they got some problems. Yeah. Uh, I think Hype was going to bring in, you know, I feel like every time I watch Tennessee, I'm just like, they're just missing an offensive scheme. And yep. now I think they'll have that. Um, so I, th- I think, would, I think I, Tennessee might have something to look forward to. I mean, they're um, going to be able to score points, wouldn't than, you say? Other than uh, maybe some bowl bands. Yeah, that they might be getting. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, um, I don't know how they're going to be able to stay off of that or uh-huh. stay from that by any means. Uh, Craig says one thing is for certain: the defense is better now than at any point last season. <laughs> that is correct. Um, I feel like we said that last year too, though. <laughs> well, Ogeron did. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. No. Obviously, it's going to be better than what Ogeron was. said that. Right, yeah, no. He literally said that. No, I know he did. Which is that was unbelievable. Verbatim what he said. Um, <laughs> you know, okay. I got another thought on football. Every time I think about what this offense is going to be, I don't know about you. I'm just like, we're going to score a ton of points next year. I think so too. I'm so excited for the offense. And we're going to talk about the. I don't 20... know how I feel about the defense yet. Uh, just, you know, Durante Jones hasn't coordinated a defense ever. Other than you know, D two ten twelve years ago, I you know, but, I still I still say this about the defense, and and Craig is tongue in cheek a little bit, but he's right, which is you can't help but be better than what it was last yeah. year, and that goes along with communication. Um, I think guys just respect. Here here's what I was thinking. Um, all right, say you get Durante Jones and you get say Travis Williams comes in and coaches linebackers. Sure. I'm very interested to see this one thing and one thing only to kind of see the improvement of the defense. What does, what does, um, uh, blanking on his first name, Clark, look like Damone Clark look like, yeah. Does he look like he did two years ago? Well, I'm telling you, I think we're about to be more multiple in defense, which is what we were clamoring for all year last year too. Uh, I think we're going to be more multiple, and I think Damone Clark's going to switch back to outside linebacker where he belongs. Yeah, no more running sideline to sideline. I think he's going to make Clark. a lot of money by doing that too. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I every it, time it, I watch know, him, and, I'm like, man, he's fucking, he's Michael Divinity. That's yeah. what he is. Like, I, I, maybe he, more athletic. He's like a guinea pig for me on this, which was that I just want to see 
what his improvement looks like. Yeah, that too. Because I, I saw what he was in 2019, then I saw what he was in 2020. Yeah. And uh, I saw a, um, this is so funny. I don't know who posted this. Uh, it might've been J-Boy, our friend J-Boy. Um, he posted something about, might've been a retweet of um, who was the running back from Mississippi State uh, is going in the draft. Kylan Hill. Kylan Hill. He posted a highlighted package of Kylan Hill, which was basically him running a wheel route against LSU. And I was about to retweet it and say, this is what you wanted to show? (laughs) Like Kylan Hill running a wide open wheel route against LSU. Like you had four defenders on that play who look lost. Yeah. (laughs) I should have reposted it just to say, can we see how you see how lost (laughs) Eli Ricks was? Like all these guys were, there was like four guys on the field that were just like, they had never seen a wheel route before. Um, that's the shit that's going to be fixed day one. Yeah. I mean, that's something. Yeah. Blown coverages are just not going to be a capable, huge of a deal next year. Right. And I mean, how many blown coverages did we have last year? Blown coverages and, uh, missed assignments and just everything under the sun. Um, I got a, a Hunter Daigle says, where on the team do you see Devontae Lee this season? He seems lost in the depth chart. Man, I don't changed know. Positions. Freaking he's, position he's changed positions like back and forth. Snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, yeah. snap. <laughs> he's a, he's listed as a tight end now. Yeah. Do you know that? Yeah. Uh, Why? Maybe he needs to play tight end if we don't get Eric Gilbert back. Was he 6'3"? Six, 6'2", six, I think. 6'2", what? 6'2", oh, two, maybe like 220, 230? 230, yeah. Something like that. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where he fits in. I thought I was really excited about him playing linebacker. I thought that was going to be perfect. I did too. Uh, I, before the season, know, I thought that would be a great position for he him. He definitely doesn't need to go back to receiver. No, that's, he, that's a loaded position, and he hasn't played receiver for a year. Now. No, and I think if, if he's already been switched out of that, it's almost like a Stephon Sullivan situation where he just needed to leave that position. Right. Um, I liked the idea of him being an outside linebacker, can run around. Yeah. Um, I don't know what happened with that um, tight end. I almost feel like is not going to be right now. Like, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Ari Gilbert, but um, say he comes back. I, yeah. I also think Jack Besh is a guy who's going to come in and he's, and you have already have Cole Taylor there. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be a position that could be loaded already. Yeah. And I like Jack Besh already as a tight end position. Uh, kind of player. I know he's a yeah. little lighter, but um, it's gonna take him a while to get on the field. I think that guy's a stud. Yeah, I just think if, if Eric Gilbert comes back, I think it's gonna take him quite a quite a while to get on the field. Oh, if if he gives if Gilbert comes back, absolutely right. Um, Gilbert, he, he dude, he's got some headspace issues that he's got to work yeah. out. Yeah, I was um, actually talking to somebody about the what was it? it was talking to our guy about um about that last Ricks situation. And mm-hmm. he's, he made a good point that if we lost the last Ricks, that would be actually a bigger loss than Eric Gilbert. I agree. Um, Cause you know, I think a corner is a lot more important than a, than a, tight, than end. a tight end. Yeah. At the end of the day, regardless of how good Eric Gilbert is. Although I guess maybe Florida would disagree with us, but cause um, I guess a tight end <laughs> over there could, can make a significant difference for your offense. But yeah, at, at this point, I, you know, everything that we've heard is then, Honestly, it's synthetic weed issues. Like it's the it's it's yeah. a problem. Yeah. Um, and I actually I text I tweeted something the other day saying, like, can LSU get uh Tyron Matthew 
like yeah, so going to campus yeah, on, in the off that. season to to talk to this team. It's it's unbelievable that this is an issue. Yeah. Um, and we heard it a couple of times this year, and you know, the last I heard is the kids having panic attacks for crying out loud. Like he, this is a problem. Um, and it's not because of, um, drug testing because Mm. it still can catch up on the, on the drug testing, I believe. What do you mean? Like synthetic marijuana. Yeah. I think it still catches on the drug tests. So I don't know what the problem is, but it's like, these are things that should have been, it, it screams the lack of control that, that Ogeron and like the staff had over the team in 2020. Um, that's what I see out of it. Um, like little things like that, that just happened all damn year. Yep. And you're like, how does this happen? Yeah. How does this happen on a major college um, football team, especially coming off the, the greatest season ever of any team? How do you, how do you let this stuff infiltrate this team? Um, that I, I was actually more mad at that. I think during the year than I was of players, doing whatever they were doing um all right sam bacon's in the in the chat guys uh we appreciate sam joining us uh all right richard has another one is wilbur capable of negotiating or is he just offers blank checks i these are a little bit better okay so at least you have like the the checks start with the the number one instead of the number two um that's better in my opinion Here's where I think happened with that. And this is a great point. Um, I think that Ogeron basically handed Woodward Planey and said, I want this guy and you need to pay him this much money. And Woodward, coming off the best season ever, trusted Coach O. Yeah. And he paid the money that he thought he needed to pay to get him. Or Planey just negotiated it like a genius, which I can't believe either. No, that's not right. Well, for him to get the contract that he got is just unbelievable. Um, yeah, that, that just that <laughs> defies logic. And him getting that much money, I think that that's more than anything hurt the trust issues between Woodward and Ogeron right there. And Woodward is basically I've heard he's been way more hands-on, obviously, with these coaching hires than he had before. Um, and it's kind of like, yeah, what? Oh, maybe he doesn't need to be anymore. <laughs> Sheesh. This did not go well. No. I mean, look, it, I'm happy with the end result. Well, like, let's talk about that, though. But like, how, how, did, how did it not go well with, you know, Marcus Freeman, obviously, right. was the guy Marcus they Freeman, wanted. It, I don't think there's anything we could have done about that. I don't think um, so either. I think you he, know, I, I'm, I we think heard we, offered, we were offering him like around 270. Yeah, Something ludicrous. Like I don't that. think it was the money. I think his wife, at the end of the day, wanted to be at a Catholic school with his with her six probably going on twelve, 12 right. kids, go to a Catholic school like Notre Dame. She probably felt it was prestigious. They're from the Midwest. I think all that stuff had to, to play into it. Right. Um, plus, I think the Title Nine stuff still had something to do with it. Um, probably. probably in the back of their head, if anything. Um, the Arnett stuff that was never a thing. The Nielsen stuff is, is a problem. A, that's botched. That that's was completely botched. botched. I don't care how they that's pathetic. how they spin this. That was pathetic. Um, um, but yeah, no, I mean, so I guess you got your third guy. Um, Orgeron was your third guy when you hired him. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. No, Oliva said he was our guy all along. Oh yeah, is that what he said? <laughs> um, 
Thank God we don't have a Libra, though. Come on. Yeah, it's good. Like, you know, I know you don't like Woodward, but thank God we don't have a Libra right now. Um, all right, Sam Bacon it's in fair. the chat. Get Williams, promote Lacatour. That's kind of where we're at, too. Uh, Travis Williams, linebacker, and then Lacatour yeah, as your defensive line that's coach. That's exactly where my head's at right now with all that. I don't, I don't, I'm not even thinking about another defensive line coach at this point. Me neither. I've heard uh, Carl Dunbar. I've talked to one of my guys who's talked about Carl Dunbar, and this was back when I was still wanting um, Bo Davis to come over and basically said, you don't want Bo Davis uh, because all these other headaches probably that he's got going on uh, with recruiting um, infractions. But also Carl Dunbar is lazy, doesn't want to recruit is what I was heard, what I heard. Yeah, which I've always wanted those guys because they were coaching at Alabama, and I thought, you know, why aren't they coaching at LSU? Yeah. Um. But anyway, I I think with O running the fronts, it would be Lockator, um, as an easy, easy add in for the defensive line coach. I think. Um. Hey, so you got better. it. There you go. I've been trying to figure out how to get this to be comfortable. Um. Kelvin Shepard, I heard, is already interviewing with the Giants. Um, so really? he was like assistant player development guy. Yeah. Uh, he's interviewing with the Giants to be the linebacker coach. Nice, Good which that was talked about on Moscona this to this afternoon. Which was, well, maybe we why wouldn't him. we just hire him <laughs> to be the linebacker coach? Maybe he doesn't want to recruit. That makes sense because he's recruiting right now. I do they consider Travis Williams to be better than Kelvin Shepard? Probably. I think that's probably what they're looking at right yeah um whenever guys start interviewing for nfl jobs that are like the same job that we would give them i'm always like oh we need to go after that guy yeah. like if the nfl thinks that they're good enough then like aren't we yeah right like wouldn't he get be good enough for us right um, i started you know we can talk about this a second um durante jones uh, there wasn't a lot of people happy about this hire no and still aren't they still aren't. And I, they talk about, I've heard Glenn Schumann's name a lot. And the, the way that LSU fans, and I'm one of them, but the way they've moved to Glenn Schumann and put him on this pedestal of like, this is the guy that we need and he's got a great resume. And then Durante Jones, I've never heard of him. He's terrible. Right. Um, but when you look at these guys' resumes, you can try to pick it apart all you want. Um, and people have picked Durante Jones's resume apart. But if you look at their resumes, how do you how do you say that this guy's better than this guy or this guy's better than this guy? Yeah. I don't see that. I don't understand it. A co DC at Georgia who's not calling plays, he coached at Alabama mm -hmm. and he coached at Georgia, and those are the only two places he's been. Uh, and not very long. He hasn't been in there. He's younger than than uh, than Jones. He's younger than Jones. Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know. He was that I think young. he's like thirty eight. Oh geez, I actually didn't know that. Um, Jones has been NFL, college, major college. I mean, he's mm -hmm. coached at UCLA and Wisconsin. I know it's not the SEC, but still, sure, it's still um, high level college. Football. Yeah, he's been Power both five. places. He's been. I mean, he's been all over. He's been at all levels. Um, he was at, I mean, this isn't huge, but I mean, he was at Hawaii for uh, three or four years, and then he went straight from Hawaii to Wisconsin. I understand that his track re record at at the pros has been picked apart, which was 
basically when he got there, they were at this level. Uh, they were at this um, pass defense before he got there, and now they're at this pass defense. So he's obviously a bad coach. Right. <laughs> like that's that's basically what happened. That's what people are saying. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota, they were using that example, and they don't want to look at, okay, well, Minnesota, he actually – you know, had players hurt and other things are going on. Yeah. I might be wrong about this, but I believe when he got to Hawaii, I think I want to say he was, um, he was a co-DC there. Yep. And I, I think he actually brought Hawaii's defense from like not very good to actually like 11th in the country in total offense or in total defense. Or, or so interesting. And fact. that's actually, that was, he inherited that defense from Dave Aranda. Interesting fact was um the guy who brought um Pete's and um Jones it was uh oh, to college yeah, yeah. was Norm Chow. Norm Chow, right. So he they he's brought both of those guys up. Uh I don't know if they know each other or not, but uh, yeah. it's just a weird way of how these coaching trees work. But um all right, Sam Bacon says four two five with the guys that we have returning, put the women and children to bed. I agree. Um, that's a program reference, Jack. Do you know that? No. Oh my God. You got to watch Sam. He's never watched the program. Um, Apologies. What other football movies have you not watched? It's, a, it's tough to list movies that I haven't watched. I can list movies that I have watched. The Longest Yard. I'm sure you've seen the yeah. new one. Have you seen the old one? There's an old one. Oh my God. All right, Sam Bacon says, Guy is the guru of man-to-man. I like that. I mean, that's what we have to do, right? Right. Um, now, the way that we ran man-to-man against Mississippi State is not the way. Um, and poor Darren Evans never needs to be on the field ever again. <laughs> that poor kid. Poor kid man. I saw he was one of the returners coming back for his uh, second senior year. I was like... <laughs> I mean, I hope, I hope he... <laughs> I hope he improves, you know. I hope I, he improves. Dude, I mean, like. Holy shit. You, you can't have been in a worse situation than he was in right there. So. What's in the glass, uh, Craig Dugas says. All right, I got it. Uh, going to have a nightcap with some Widow Jane later. All right, so I got some Four Roses single barrel here, and I've been drinking on this for a little bit. Um, I am not um, a huge Four Roses fan, but actually this has been – pretty good and i don't know if you, you're gonna laugh at this craig but i think it's because i drank a really poor whiskey um a few days ago i poured this right after and it it tasted great <laughs> and i don't yeah. know if it was because of that or is because the other whiskey was so terrible yeah uh, but anyway um i'm drinking no, I that. Had that one too i actually have some weller uh special reserve right over there in the corner i might grab that later um um sam says uh for you pour a whiskey and go watch it later uh yeah you need to okay i can do that not private selection no it's not private selection um let's see nope not private selection i got this for christmas but i just popped it open just a single barrel uh regular old single barrel so anyway um garrett says hey guys getting on late anything on rick's so we'll recap that um, we still don't think he's leaving, no. um, but Ohio state is communicating with him 
and when I say communicating with them, they're communicating um, with green greenbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing this to them. Um, they're they got the Benjamins in his face, and um, enough so to where he's now talking to Ogeron about. Basically, what he's telling Ogeron is, "Hey, this is how many uh, Benjamins Ohio State is offering me. Um, take it for what it's worth." Um, Garrett, but that's kind of what we've heard. All right. So, um, getting back to the defense, uh, Richard says Evans played against Florida. That's how depleted we were. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's the game. Uh, McLaughlin came in and yeah, McLaughlin looked great. Made, made some good play. He, I mean, he, he had a couple, great, he had a bustle coverage, bust coverage or two, but Jay Ward, that was, I felt like that was the game that he really against Florida against Florida. Uh, Jay Ward's big breakout game for me was the, uh, the Arkansas game. Really? You remember that? Where towards the end of the game, he he makes a big tackle to force them to kick a field goal, and then okay. he blocks the kick. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so back to the bourbon. Jay Ward uh, also had a good game against a and I think. Four Roses has four different uh, has different recipes. Some I like, some I don't. It's hit or miss. Um, all right, and we got Chris Landry. Do we get T-shirts for being in the the uh, Durante Jones Bourbon Club. <laughs> Absolutely, you do. Um, I was thinking about, and you guys tell me if you want to do this. Every time I say the name Durante Jones, I was going to put a sounder that said, oh, yeah. I thought you were going to start doing that today. That was the impression I got. I was, but I just didn't do it. Go Tigers. Do it. Go Tigers. Uh, well, I have. I mean, I got to put it in there. I thought you already put it in. No, I didn't was, put it in there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. So Sam Bacon says Tennessee players about to enter that portal. Absolutely. They are. There's a couple already. There's, um, there's a linebacker, Henry Toto. I might be butchering that name. Oh, I was thinking of somebody else who's already committed somewhere. Oh, really? Um, there's another guy who's already committed somewhere. I think he was a DB. Okay. There's also a linebacker from Tennessee that I'm pretty sure coach O is trying to get right now. Okay, good. Cause he's, he was saying the other day that, uh, they're looking at, three grad transfer three transfer linebackers and then he talked to all three of them on monday well, all right here's the deal with uh like El- elias rick so we can talk about that um the transfer portal this year more than ever and you're about to see the same thing for basketball uh these kids have immediate eligibility this year it is the fucking wild west yep they are like all out trying to get these guys this year um, because they know that they can get them to come and play immediately. Um, you're going to see this not just with Ricks, but you're going to see that with everybody. And that's why these kids are really thinking about the portal more than ever um, this year. Um, it's it's a problem this year more than anything. Uh, Richard says, I understand not reporting other SEC schools, but Ohio State uh, just think they – they just think NCAA won't do anything. Well, I think the problem is that LSU is doing wrong as well. Um, I think that's the problem is that you're going to be reporting them, but we're not doing right either from what I think. Hearing. Maybe it's so, a situation where like you only, you only try to tamper with other teams players. If you already have dirt on them, <laughs> I don't know. So like now they can't report you. Cause like you got a gun. Like, I mean, I guess tampering is one thing, but like, yeah, I don't know. You see, see what I'm saying? I do. Like you only tamper with the teams that are that you already know. Like you can, you can really rattle on them for something. 
And I'm like, this is a weird, this is a bad, when I got the, when we got the text the other day, I was like, oh my God. Like, you know, you, you're hearing stuff like, oh, well, I'm homesick or I'm, uh, you know, or Baton Rouge is boring and stuff like this. But when you hear like, oh no, I just want more cash. That's a problem. Um, right. Elias Ricks did have one tweet that made me like, what the hell is this dude thinking? What was it? Uh, he said like, I'm trying to get my family to dream bigger every day. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet like, you are. What do you mean by that, bro? Mm-hmm. And then he tweeted something and he said, uh, 24 with like a fingers crossed emoji and like 24 like K like 24, like, like St- <laughs> Derek Stingley. I'm like, what? Because it was the same day that the Derek Stingley rumors came out. Uh, maybe he and might have been like, fucking with everybody. What is going the on? The Stingley stuff, I never believed for a second. No, I, neither. But Derek but when, Stingley Sr. is so entrenched here. No, I mean, I freaking, I saw him in class the same day. Yeah. But then Elias Ricks tweets that, and I'm like, what is going on? Hmm. It just, his his Twitter feed, I, I, I don't advise following him because you just get really confused. Uh, Huey Miller says, has Josh reached out from his mom's basement yet tonight? No, I haven't heard from him. I, uh, I, I was hoping Bucknut would be in I the, think he's uh, probably playing, playing Call of Duty or something. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Bucknut. Yeah, Bucknut, I know you're watching. Uh, you're one of the few watching. Real reason uh, Ricks is considering leaving from K. Brandon. Um, <laughs> cash. Yeah. How about that? Um Let's see. Everyone knows Shaq made most of his money in college, correct? That's true. Uh, hey, uh, funny story, uh, Craig. I'll say this real quick. My dad used to work at, um, he was like a district manager of McDonald's when I was a kid. Um, this was like 90s, early 90s. And um, he was working at the one at LSU off of State Street at the time. And he took a picture of it. Um not was not with his camera phone because it they didn't exist but he actually had somebody had like a picture or whatever like a camera right there like a portable camera and he took a picture of Shaq in his drive-through window at McDonald's uh in a gold Mercedes I think it was like 92 <laughs> something like yeah. that and it was a gold Mercedes that he was sitting in and he's like I mean he's like humongous guy yeah. but anyway uh yeah he made a lot of money in college sure um all right so aranda and O are good terms again that's a good question i saw something someone asked about that earlier uh i guess i it seems like that i i don't know maybe it was blown up a little bit it might have been it might have just been like O was just like really hyped up on the four three right and he was just so hyped up that he said some things that he definitely ended up regretting (laughs) that 24 was for kobe Oh, uh, you got duped, Jack. Come on, take a shot. There you go. Take a shot. You got you got duped. God damn it. Speaking of Kobe, I saw something yesterday <laughs> uh, that Kobe was saying that he always made sure to read in length the entire uh, referee handbook for the NBA. Oh. And that he understood that there are certain spots on the floor where referees won't be able to see something at certain times. Yeah. So if the ball is in like this corner, then like they won't be able to see stuff from this angle or something like that. And he understood all the visual angles for the refs. So he was always able to get away with travels in certain positions and fouls in certain positions just because he understood it did, That dude was a genius, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, borderline psychotic. Yeah. Um, it, it, 
when you think of like serial killer mentality. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Uh, all right, Chris has a good – we can transition to um, 2021 um, schedule here. Oh, yeah. What y'all's take on the schedule? Am I crazy for thinking that we'd be back in the playoff mix? No. All right. I looked at the I looked at the schedule. Um, I think there is a good chance that we would be undefeated going to Alabama. Maybe I don't know. Um, you think about you got what Auburn are, and what Florida. Are, what are our yeah? Is Auburn Florida? Florida have a new quarterback, Emory Jones. Man, if our defense isn't good, UCLA will be tough. I, well, if, yeah. if our defense still sucks, if our UCLA defense will sucks, be a then tough everything game. is off the table. Um, yeah. I mean, hell, McNeese is gonna score on us. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't. Uh, is Cody Orgeron still gonna be? There? <laughs> yeah. Oh my. No, uh, Ogeron, he's a analyst for us now. No shit. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Is it? That's- Alabama's well, it, got Alabama's cool got sto- Charlie Strong as an analyst. Uh, we cool have Cody Orzeron. God damn it, that's just a cool story. Come on. Um, all right, so yeah, I uh I actually think we do have a good shot at it's almost like you have a, the best year ever. You have the worst uh collapse from a national championship team in um 60 years. Um and then the biggest comeback. I can see those happening. Yeah. Um, and I, it's more about the offense for me. Like, if the defense just I, – I, somebody said this to us the other day on a uh, – I don't know if it was uh, Twitter or what, but basically how defenses are just – defense is a thing of the past um, for – as of right now. Um, no, I don't agree with that. So – It's just you have to look at it differently. You, right, you can't well, – Take take like, take take 2019 for instance. Defense is all about being efficient now, and that's what our defense was towards the end of 2019. Right at the but, beginning of 2019, our defense genuinely sucked because it wasn't even efficient. Well, even the Florida game, right? Like the Florida game is a great example of that, where we didn't play well on defense. We made some adjustments and we kind of held them in check, but our offense was scoring at such a rate right. that that's kind of what I'm thinking about for this year is that our offense can get back to this level yeah. of where we can score more consistently than what we did in 2020. And if our defense can come back down a little bit to normal, it doesn't have to be top 10 in the country kind of defense. Mm-hmm. It can just be a serviceable defense and we'll be able to outscore teams. Uh, now, can you beat Alabama that way? I don't know. Can you beat, you know, Texas a and that way? I don't know. Um, things like that. But yeah, you know, I, th- I think that our schedule does, I think, line up better this year. And I think it's more because we have 20 out of 22 starters returning as well. Yeah, I mean, th- I've never heard of a team having 20, I've 20 never starters either. returning. Have you guys? I mean, I, I don't, I've never heard of this I, many starters returning. The most I can ever remember I know it's a weird year. is like, I think we returned 18 one year. I think that might have been 2019 that we actually returned 18. Yeah. Um, yeah, 20, that's unheard of. Right, you're you're only losing one guy on each side of the ball. Yeah, that's unbelievable. And then you might even get another. We still, I mean, Eric Gilbert is one of the two that we're losing. That's true. So you might get twenty-one. You might get twenty-one out of twenty-two. That's unbelievable. How crazy is that? All right, Sam says, uh, "What size T-shirt y'all wear? I'll send some uh, y'all some golf shirts." Are we talking about the golf? Uh, I need to con- connect with you, Sam. Golf shirts, I love. Golf yeah. So, well, I think uh, March is the. Uh, the golf tournament in Lake Charles. Oh, we need right. to talk to him about this. 
Do we have a date um, on that? I, well, I'll connect with you, Sam, um, because if we need to like figure out the dates on it or whatever, uh, I probably need to take a day off or whatever too. So uh, just let me know on it. Um, send me a text. Um, Cade says, uh, what's y'all's opinion? Does Gilbert come back? Um, ah, I, I'm so done trying to predict that one. <laughs> you know, at I'm first, just going to let that play out. You know, at first, and all the the rah-rah guys, uh, Richard knows what I'm talking about, all the rah-rah guys are like, oh, he's a fucking quitter. Yeah. He's quitting on the team. He's quitting on his teammates. No. Um, All this stuff. He has personal, genuine personal issues. Not Um, like some bullshit, I miss my mom type crap. Like some Uh, genuine issues. And hearing more about it, I think the players understand that he has issues more than anything. And I think that... um, yeah, I think they would understand him coming back, and they would be accepting of him coming back. Well, it's like um, he's got to get his shit together. Was though. it 2012, 2013 when there was a quote unquote team vote on uh, who was it, Jeremy Hill? Yeah, and it was like players like, were like, "Unanimous, oh, fuck yeah, I'll take him back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude's a thousand yeah. yard rusher. What you talking uh, about? <laughs> I always wanted that to happen for uh, Teran Matthew. G- give me a team vote on Teran yeah, Matthew. Yeah, why didn't we get a team vote on Teran God Matthew? damn it, why didn't we have one? Uh, 2012, man. I guess it worked out for him. It's, I know. If Teran Matthew was playing on the 2012 team. Oh, we would have won another Natty. We would have. I, I mean. I can't get too far into that. I, I, I'll start. I know, you get pissed off. I get into that wormhole. Okay, so, um, yeah, I think that um, I think that he he may come back. Um, hey, I mean, there's there's definitely a chance. Well, originally we had heard, I mean, we heard that Tennessee was the team, right? Uh, and then it was for a while. Then it was Georgia. Then it was Georgia. Georgia was, was tampering. Also, that was another team. Well, that was both tampering. of them are are in trouble for tampering right now. Yeah, you haven't Tennessee. Noticed. Yeah, Tennessee. Um, I, they're out of the mix for um <laughs> for a lot of reasons. Um, but I think the quarterback his high school quarterback is playing at Tennessee. And so that was the connection there. But um, yeah, I think Tennessee, Georgia is probably out. I think Florida is the team that's maybe looking at, he's looking at, um, but I mean, how could you not look at Florida right now after Kyle Pitts? I know, but the the problem that I see is they got a new quarterback. Um, Sure. With, with the offensive coordinator coming in that you, it's the offensive scheme that you, you, you wanted to come in for. Sure. I think that should be the the reason why you would come back, but I, I don't know. He he may feel like he's burning bridges. Where I would you no go idea. if you were him? I would go to LSU. I would yeah, come I would back too. to LSU. I would too. I mean, you were our second leading receiver. Well, I mean, as far as yeah, but I what what I believe and what these kids believe are completely different things. I'm 42. Sure. I, I'm just saying, like, where do you think is his? I'm best not landing so school? old school like some of these diehard fans that yeah. are out here, but like. No, I, I was just my my question was just like, you know, if you're from a just a purely player development standpoint and you know draft stock, yeah, where is his best landing spot? You think oh, probably LSU. LSU, probably LSU. With the quarterbacks that we have in the stable, I think it's LSU. Maybe Georgia. I could see a case made for that. I mean, JT Daniels looked great at the end of the year. <sighs> they just don't use and their I tight just, ends. And I, yeah. Like it, even Isaac Nada. Right. He was the number one tight end in the country coming out of high school. Right. He was a huge recruit out of right. IMG. They never used that kid. Yeah. Not not the, the way that he should have. Right. And, and and there's a case to be made. I do think Georgia's opening up their offense, but it's not open up yet. Right. They're opening it up. LSU's is fully open. Yep. 
Um, Richard says, O had a midlife crisis and wanted to relive his Miami and USC glory days with the 4-3. That might be right. Yeah. Um, No, I mean, you heard – and, you know, Coach O always says the right things in the offseason, but – Except for he was saying that our couple, defense was going to be better. Sure, but I mean, and during the offseason, it was the right thing to say. You know, I mean, you know, get your defense hyped up. Oh, yeah, it's a big rock thing. But. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. Um, and then, you know, you, you see whether or not it actually is going to happen during the season. Yeah. Um, and But what he was saying a couple of weeks ago was that, you know, you have to be more multiple and, you know, you have to use some 3-4 mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, it's great to hear you say it. But do it, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and I do think, you know, you go get a guy who was uh, in the Aranda tree, so maybe we're going to be a lot more multiple this year. I like I like the hire. Um, I, I like the way the guy even talks, and it's, it, it's more um, – it's hard to explain. It's, it feels like Aranda a little bit. He's very – I can't wait for his press conference. I can't either. I think it's going to be a very good one. That's just like be... just like Pete's. Well, you know, I was Google eyes over Pete's. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just I saw. I actually it was the uh, YouTube clip of him at the Panthers cutting film up, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, this guy breaking down Teddy Bridgewater's like mechanics. Yeah, and... So good. Yeah. Um. All right. So. Yeah, I think uh, the four three is a thing of the past a little bit. I think you have to be multiple. Yeah. Um. Chris Landry, do you need a fourth? Uh, he's talking about for golf. We need to get uh, all right. So, first of all, we need yeah. to have a drunken uh, stupor with Chris Landry. Uh, he is a cocktail fanatic, yeah. by the way. We're going to go to uh, we're, Chris, Mansour's? are we still on for Mansours? Yeah, yeah, I think we're on for Mansours. You're going to bring Sarah? Sure. You bring Sarah. We'll have six at, at Mansours. Uh, and then we need to um, it'll actually be, be eight. That'd be eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight at Mansours. And then we need to go have go- play golf. Um, yeah. We can bring some bourbon out to play golf. Um, we need to right. do a big golf tournament. We do or a road trip. Yeah, that's it. We need to do that. Sam will be in for Speaking that. Sam Bacon trips. will be in for that. Speaking uh, of road trips, who all is coming with us to Lexington? We go. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> Huey uh, says uh, Gilbert's stats don't get any better at LSU. Uh, don't get any better than being at LSU with our offense and our quarterbacks. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, especially with, I mean, everybody just returning, and I think with the uh, wide receivers returning too, it just helps him even more. I mean. Kayshawn Butte at the beginning of this year wasn't like at the end of this year. Right. Like the development that those guys have gotten, um, I think he's going to be a weapon if he came back here. Yeah, and you also think about, you know, he only had Miles Brennan for three games, and those were in his first three games of his career. I'm going to say this, three words. Yeah. Fuck Miles Brennan. I'm not with you there at all. (laughs) I think Miles Brennan's a starter. Um, That's my opinion. I'm very interested to see what. Now I'm hoping that they give the other kids a chance, but I think Miles Brennan is your guy. I'm very interested to see what. Oh, fuck Miles Brennan! What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I'm very Jesus interested to see Christ. what Pete's does uh, with Max sure, Johnson. Sure, I'm uh, very interested sure. to see this. I'm I'm interested too. Okay. <laughs> fuck Miles Brennan! What the hell is this? Okay, I've been drinking. Um, <laughs> all right, so you wanted to talk about uh, before that. We were going to talk about. Um, I do remember. Oh, to talk road about trips. Oh yeah. Oh, you want to just do the schedule? Yeah, let's talk about. Let's, it. Let's go through it. So okay, so September you got, you go to UCLA or right you know, UCLA wherever, first. Wherever we're playing. You're saying it's either LA or Vegas. 
That's what I'm thinking. Okay. It's either going to be in that new Raiders stadium or it'll be in the Rose Bowl with, you know, no fans. Whoever knows how many, who knows how many fans. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, I don't trust anything in California right now. Uh, so I'm thinking if, if it's moved to Vegas, maybe we get like, you know, half, half capacity or something like that. Um, although, you know, predicting things I've, we've all learned is impossible to do nowadays. Yeah. Um, and then what do you got? You got McNeese, you got Central Michigan, you got, I think the next game is, is Mississippi, Mississippi State. State. Yeah. yeah, the 25th. So I've already reached out to Justin Hill House, uh, Mississippi State. Oh, okay. uh, he's got a golf course for us to play at. He's got a uh, dinner set up for us. No shit. We're gonna, Are we, we can, making the trip to Stark Vegas? We can podcast uh, there. Uh, we'll have him on as a guest podcaster. Dope. I'll see if uh, Brandon Stewart wants to come because he came a couple years ago to uh, Starktropolis is what I like to call it. I'll, I'll have all my Skip Bertman quotes ready. Oh, please do. Yeah, so we have, we have a... We need uh, to make sure we have a, window, uh, a room without a view. Uh, road trip number one is planned is Great. start start tropolis okay and you're gonna go to you were gonna go to los, to los angeles right yeah if, if i can um all right so after oh, that I need to start fucking saving up i know well hopefully we can get this podcast money man podcast yeah. money yeah um so when is october 9th is lexington yeah that's the that's the road trip that's the week of you and billy's birthdays all right so, so that's what i'm thinking guys, like we just do like a big one of the best vacations I ever took was to Lexington. Actually, it was to Nashville, and then I, I had some friends that lived in Nashville, but they were from Lexington. We drove to Lexington, and we went to Keeneland, and we spent the day at some races. We went to Woodford Distillery. We had a little nice. tour. Dude, it was so awesome. And uh, Jimmy Ott posted this, of course, that the the Kentucky game is on October 9th, and it's the day that Keeneland opens. Oh no! So shit. you can do a double dip. You can go to Keeneland uh, for the races and go to the Kentucky game. Oh, nice! Whatever time it plays. Yeah. Or like maybe the next day or whatever you need to uh -huh. do. Um. So <clears throat> I think after that, you have um the Alabama game would be. So you got you got um Mississippi State on the twenty fifth. You got. Mm -hmm. Auburn at home. I'm thinking the of next, like road games. The next week is Auburn at home. Right. And you're two Kentucky. Then the next week you got Florida. There's someone. You got someone the next week, the next two weeks. Sheesh. I can't even think of it. What? After. Uh, after. Um, after Florida? After Florida. So it's Ole Miss. 23rd. Is Ole Miss on 23rd? Yeah. Okay. Ole Miss. And then you're off. And then That's Alabama. Ole Miss? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Be at Ole Miss. Then, then you're off, off Alabama, Arkansas, Arkansas, ULM, ULM, Texas A&M. Um, I actually like the schedule, man. I, I Auburn, you got to think about it. I got Bo Nix and Brian Harson. Like, so last year, games are at home. Yeah, yeah. it's here. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm for some reason I'm just not worried about Auburn this year. Um, I don't think it's gonna go great in Harson's first year. I don't necessarily think so either. Um, I, I think if we can have fans in the stands here, then I think that makes everything. I think um, I'm, I'm worried their defense might not be very good. Florida, I'm you know less concerned about it. Also, yeah. with it being here, it's another home game. I don't know how I feel about Emory Jones. I don't. I mean, I don't know how good he is. I, I mean, I know he's like 
I, from what I've seen, he's like crazy fast. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. But I, I don't, I question his accuracy. And <laughs> I don't know who else they even have outside of him. Chris says the one team, one podcast golf tournament brought to you by the, uh, uh, the Durante, Durante Jones Bourbon Club. Club of South Louisiana. <laughs> Um, also says that Brennan comment was blasphemous yeah, and he caps me on that. Hey, yeah, you fuck, got Stephen fuck Miller. Miles Brennan. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm just ready to move on, man. I'm, I, you know, actually, I, I, I had heard his injury was pretty bad. Uh, yeah. Brennan's, yeah. Um, I know it's bad. He's gonna be fine for this year. I don't know. He's we'll gonna see. be fine for this. We'll year. see. Okay, you're being goofy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's move on to LSU basketball. Craig, are you yeah. still there? Uh, <laughs> LSU basketball. Have we lost you? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so uh, really great performances against Alabama and Kentucky. Uh, I thought our defense played very well against the, those two. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, they okay. were atrocious. So- the Alabama game was um, the worst LSU basketball game I've watched in a long since, time. since Johnny Jones. I mean, <laughs> even before John, that, man. Johnny Jones, we had some tough ones. I've never seen um, us get. Oh, no, 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 no. There was a game with Johnny Jones against Wichita State, and we lost by like 50. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I know what you're, I know what you're going to You remember about. that one? Well, that was brutal. I think yeah. that was in his last season. It was the same year we played VCU, like the next game, Will Wade coaches. Coach yeah, VCU. that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure Will Wade beat us, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that was brutal. Um, but this Alabama game, I mean, there were parts in the game where I was just like, I mean, what can we do? Have we? Did we have a podcast since then? Uh, since the Alabama we, game? Since Alabama, I don't think we have. Uh it was on Tuesday last week, so yeah, we we did. Okay, so we have. We probably just didn't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I do remember we did talk about it. So. Let's not go over that again. Yeah. Kentucky game. Um, you know, I felt like we played okay. I mean, obviously, defense sucks, but, yeah. you know, I didn't think we were awful. We um, we just couldn't hit shots. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I no, Javante and Cam Thomas were cold. Very cold. Uh, and it, that's a if, – if they're cold and you don't play defense at the same time, it's disaster for this yeah. team. Well, I think we shot something like seventeen percent from three. Yeah, that's just that's that's not something that's going to continue, right? Um, so that's kind of why I wasn't too worried about that Kentucky game. And I know that Kentucky's super underrated because their record's terrible, but they have great talent. Yeah, and we said that going in. Yep. Um, and you know, last night they gave Alabama a run for their money. Did they win that game? I actually didn't check the final score. They lost, but I saw it was real close. It was close, and then Alabama pulled out. Right. Um, I mean, Alabama is obviously a top 10 team. So yep. that shows that Kentucky genuinely is a good team. Yep. Um, so we lost to a good team and, you know, we lost by 13, but it was a little closer than that. Um, and we shot about as poorly as you can shoot. Javante and Cam Thomas, I think, combined for like two of 15 from three. Yeah. Something like crazy low. Um, and that's kind of why our assist numbers were so low. I know a lot of people mentioned the assist numbers. Mm-hmm. I think we only had like six assists in the game. Yep. Our assist numbers are low because we're not shooting well. Yeah. Um, we hit a ton of free throws in the game, but. Uh, and Cam, Cam Thomas is still like, really good about getting to the free throw line, yeah. no matter what. Dude, he had 18 points. 
I know. He, and he only dude, made like three shots. He always field. has these games where he's like close to 20 points and you're yeah. like, ah, oh, he's How? had a shitty game. Right. And he still gets 20 points. Right. But it's because no, of his free throws. He didn't shoot well last night at Texas. I know. Now, and he still had 28 points. Yeah. Uh, Craig says in the chat, shot selection, defense, lack of discipline. I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, the shot selection is something that we got to talk about where, you know, we've been giving Cam Thomas free reign this whole time. Yeah. I think it's time to rein it in a little bit. And mm-hmm. I think he needs to get to the, I think he needs to get to the basket. Well, he is doing that though. Yeah, but it, he did it last night. Some of these like fall away threes are something that he probably needs to cut out a little bit, a little bit. Sure. But I don't want him to cut it out too much because I know he's going to hit those. Uh, you know who said something was um, Cody Warstrom had a really good uh, thought about this, which was, you know, when you watch Cam Thomas, like warm up, he he's warming up from the inside out. Like he's working on uh, layups. He's working on, you know, short mid range. And then he steps back and then he starts hitting threes and he starts shooting out from the outside. Yeah. That's exactly what he needs to do in the game. He needs to start from the inside and work himself out. Once he starts hitting those inside shots, he can start working it out and actually get that confidence yeah. back. Uh, that's something that I, some of these games that I've seen, he's, he's starting off, early in the game trying to hit the outside shots yeah. when he needs to just be driving and get into the basket and creating those early fouls. I think that makes a lot of difference. Right. I mean, you the saw the game, you saw the stat. Uh, I think it was, I think it was Brandon Lejean, uh this morning on, uh, on our Facebook group. And uh-huh. he said that the difference in the game was the free throws. So I went and looked Absolutely. at the free throw stats. We were 18 of 20, which is uh-huh. awesome. We're shooting 90% as a team. Uh, and A&M was six of, Six of nine, something like that. Yep. So we made 12 more free throws than them, and we won the game by 12 points. Yep. So, and Dwell Wade always says, make more than your than your opponent shoots. So the, the game last night was just, all right, very frustrating at certain points of the game, which was uh, obviously Texas A&M is not a good offensive team. Um, they've been held under 60 points in the last five games. Um, they had close to 50 points at halftime, right? Uh, which was just un- unbelievable. Is that right? I thought they only had 36 at the half. No, you're right. 36 at half. It was 41 to 36. Um, I only know the scores. I was just score watching the whole they game. They had, uh, that's what it was. They had 66 points with eight minutes left. They don't score another point for the, for the next eight minutes. Um, (laughs) so so we shut them out, which to our credit, we shut them out. And like, you know, you can't, yeah, you gotta, you have to give LSU credit for that because we are a team that we play in runs, right? We have, you know, big emotional bursts of energy yeah, and we, we get hyped and we, uh, you know, go on big five to 10 minute runs all the time. Right. Um, I, I, I was only watching the score and like seeing like, it was 66 it would, it would to like, 60. This guy made a steal or something. A&M was winning 66 to 60. We end up going on an 18 nothing run to end the was game. Was Josh LeBlanc a big part of that? Because I kept seeing Josh LeBlanc. I you know like was a big Josh part LeBlanc of that? Steal. Part of that was, uh, he didn't score a lot of points, was Eric, Eric Gaines. Gaines. I heard something about him on the press conference. Eric Gaines had a big, uh, big part of the game at the end. He didn't come in until late, though. Uh, we also, and shout out to Hal uh, Jubin, but we saw, we saw, uh, Josh Gray for a little bit. So how long did he play? Not much. I mean, like a minute, like which a minute. is exactly what I'm wanting. Right. Just give me the minute. And I, of course, I'm <laughs> like, Josh Gray. 
I just want a, a, I want these big guys to get some kind of like big guy. Big guy. He's one guy. He's only one. Um, they we had big guys and one of them left. Yep. Um, I just need a little bit of playing time. So Sharif played a lot last night. Yeah, huh? he played a little bit. Yeah, Not how, a lot. How did but, he look? Um, a little rusty. And he and then he um he like I don't know what he did if he rolled up his ankle or something, but he was like limping again. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, bro. He, I mean, he's a toothpick, man. I know. He, yeah, he's got to put on some weight. Um. So what what's next on the schedule? You know the schedule better than I do. Yeah, Texas Tech this week. What what day? Saturday. This Saturday coming. Yeah, Saturday right. at one o'clock. And I, I posted it on Twitter today, and you said it earlier. It's Mac, as big as it gets. Mac McClung is going to come McClung. in, and he's about to score. He's going to drop forty points. Forty easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped thirty on Baylor. Okay. Baylor. I don't know if you've they're noticed. slightly better perimeter defense than us. Just a tad. <laughs> <laughs> they are the number two team in the country, and their defensive efficiency, I'm pretty sure, is top 10 in the country. Yeah. And he dropped 30 on them. Uh, so, yeah, I think, I think that's, this game's going to go well Mac for McClung him. Is Mac the kind of player that you you wanted to be when you were yes. younger? Yes. Yeah, me too. Yes. I wanted he to be like the, him. He's the Grayson Allen, except he's not a douche. Like he's not Grayson a douche. J- JJ Redick? No, no, he's not JJ Redick. He's a lot more athletic than JJ Reddick, but really? he's not. He's not as wet as JJ Reddick. Wet? Yeah, wet. What does that mean? Like you're wet. I don't know what that like means. Like my shots wet. I don't know what that means. Splash. Oh, okay. See, splash. Wet. <laughs> moist. No, Wait, not moist. So, uh, JJ Reddick's a better shooter than. Yeah, I mean JJ Reddick's one of the best shooters in the NBA. No, but back in college, you don't you don't remember? Yeah, I mean, oh man, I don't remember that that well. I mean, I know he played against us, but I wasn't really watching basketball yet. I mean, he's a good three point. I mean, he's the best three point shooter in the country. At the right, time. right. You know, no, Mac doesn't shoot like that, but that dude can fly, too. Okay, uh, so he, okay, he. I mean, he's I haven't like, seen a lot of him. He's gonna. He's kind of a two guard. Uh, he might play one in the NBA, uh, just because you know he's kind of small. I think he's like six three, maybe. Um. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of Cam Thomas a little bit, um, but maybe maybe even more athletic than Cam Thomas. What year is he? I know he transferred he's from like Georgetown. A, he's like a senior, I think. Okay, yeah. so he's been around for a long. Yeah, time. he's been around for a while. Uh, it's interesting that him and Josh Lawall were on the same team. Oh yeah, uh, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm 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 interested to watch that game just because of him. More yeah, than anything. I, I think it is a big I, game. I, I texted this to you and uh, in the family group text. Um, I think we have a puncher's chance at beating this team. Yeah, you know, if we get hot from three, yeah. we got a shot. Uh, I think that's, that's our. That's about all I can think. I think that's our game, man. Yeah, I think, uh, and everybody's always talking about, and I just said the same thing: so, shot selection, and you got to like, yeah, not take the threes. And it, I was more talking about Cam Thomas, but I think that's our game: is that we have to come out hot. Yeah, and if we don't come out hot, then we're gonna have, we're gonna struggle. And it, it, we may pull something out at the end, but like if we don't start off hot, it's a problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. With a team like this, I think you need to. Although I don't know, I don't think Texas Tech as a team is like super high scoring type team. Like I don't think they're going to drop ninety on us or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, Mac McClung alone is a great scorer. Um, he's probably one of the better scorers in the country. Um, so I don't know. They play really good defense too. So shot, shot selection is going to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, what's their coach's name? 
Oh, shoot. The guy from uh, Arkansas, Little Rock, came yeah. over. I know, um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, well, I mean, he's always he's a very he, good defensive He coach. always has his team playing really good D. Yeah. Um, so that's something to worry about. If we're not, if our shot selection isn't good, it's going to go poorly probably. Yeah. Um, and then I think you have Alabama at Alabama next week. Yeah. So like, I feel like you need a win out of one of these games uh, to kind of keep your momentum. It's just tough, Brandon. Like, yeah, we 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 knew yeah, we were going know, into a bad stretch. If, I don't know if it's about keeping momentum as much as it's about getting momentum. Getting some momentum. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I if if we can somehow win this Texas Tech game, carry that momentum into Tuscaloosa. I mean, th- like that's that's the thing with college basketball. We if we win against Texas Tech. That we could beat Alabama next week just because of the momentum that we would have riding into that game. That's just how college basketball works. Yeah. Um, it's so crazy to watch Alabama against us and then watch them the next two games, like Mississippi State, and then you watch them against Kentucky, and they just don't look like the same team. All right. They just had they just got crazy hot from three against oh us. Oh, my God. And, I mean, like, it happens, Like, man. where did that confidence come from? And why, why does, like, all of a sudden, Texas A&M for a stretch was just look like they could they couldn't miss anything? And I'm like, how does this happen? Right. I saw a lot of people were saying that Texas A&M was crazy hot from three, but then I checked the stats and they only made 30% of their threes. Well, for a stretch, it, like sure. there was a 10 minute stretch where they, they were lights out. It and seemed they like take, their they game took the plan lead. though, it seemed like their game plan was just to shoot a crazy number of threes because they saw what happened with Kentucky and Alabama. Maybe. And so they shot 38 threes and they made 12 of them. So it's like, okay, you watched them make 12 threes. Like this feels like, they're scoring. I, I think they made at will like ten missed, in a row, but they missed twenty six threes. <laughs> I think it was because they made ten in a row or something like that. Okay. It was something crazy. Okay, uh, the guy was just pulling up from nowhere. Is like, the Savion Flag guy? No, what even him? It was guy? another guy. Uh, a guy who averaged like... eight points a game all of a sudden had like seventeen. Uh, it's like it's that kind of stuff where it's like I, you can't explain it. And it doesn't look like they're playing bad perimeter defense, but they're also not like on the guy. Right. And he might be like four feet away from the three point range, but you got to step out on him. If he's made like four in a row, like you can't let it happen. It's a lot easier to get hot or whatever. When your coach goes into a game and tells you like, and like gives everyone a little bit more leniency on shooting threes. Right. Cause you watched LSU and your game plan is let's make some threes because yeah. they, they're, they give them up. And so you have a little bit more confidence in your shot when you're, you know, you have a lot more of a green light. Yep. Um, and it doesn't even matter how much we're playing defense at that point because now they're just confident shooting. Yep. Well, um, I'm very interested to see the Texas A&M game. Um, yep. I want to see how they come out Texas to Tech. it. Texas Tech, sorry. Um, how they come out against a team that's not in the conference too. I, those, those uh, you know, cross-conference matchups – I think are important, especially yeah. for NCAA and all that. I'll tell you, I think uh, I think the Big Twelve is about to smoke us. You think so? Yeah. Like across the yeah. I think the Big Twelve is. Leaking. Is Kansas playing Kentucky? Probably. Yeah, probably. Most They're, likely. Yeah. They now Kentucky, do. we talked about this last night, me and you. Like Kentucky is not. Kansas that bad. has lost three straight. Yeah, Kentucky is not a bad team. No. They, yeah, they they're just, starting to get some confidence. Yeah, there's some which is scary. Some idiot on Twitter that's a Kentucky fan. I think he's an SEC Twitter guy. And he was talking right, about firing them all year, right? Firing Calipari. And I'm like, yeah. this is ridiculous. Yeah, that's stupid. That's so dumb, that's man. So stupid. Um, all right. So I'm I can't wait to see uh 
LSU kind of get out of this stretch. It's going to be a tough stretch for LSU basketball. Um, all right, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Um, big shout out again to our partners, courtesy Buick, GMC, courtesy automotive group. Um, also, uh, bear process safety, uh, check out, um, it's bearps.com. I'll post all of this information on Facebook and then ether insurance. Um, get your quote at ether insurance on their website. I'll post that information as well. And we appreciate it guys. Um, Check us out. I'm going to post this. Uh, we'll post the audio editions later tonight as well. Um, and we appreciate everybody that's been in the chat today. Uh, we will, uh, and Chris, we're going to hit you up again for some uh, bourbon. Yeah. Soon. So we'll, we're going to hit up the Mansours. We're going to make it happen. We'll live stream it at the bar <laughs> at Mansours. Um, so for me and Jack, this has been one team, one podcast. Logan out. We showed you what the goat was last year when we beat y'all 57. Relax, big boy. Team one five. Team one five. Team one five. Yeah, they did a good job. Yeah. Why is he so fat? Team one five. Team one five. Team one five.